When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking Travel Tuesday, Niagara Getaway Giveaway. So excited. This is the launch right now of the five day of a week millennial money format. And I'm so excited that you've joined me today. This is our Travel Tuesday, our first Travel Tuesday episode. We're going to be talking a lot about how and where to travel. And on Thursdays, we're going to be adding lifestyle episodes featuring great music, chefs, artists, and so much more. 
my husband and travel and music journalist and the creative director of Millennial Money, Jeff Game. He's going to be joining us for the podcast for all of our Travel Tuesdays and our Lifestyle Thursdays. And we've got just an amazing lineup for you. And I hope that you really tune into this five-day-a-week format, that you share it with your friends. Because in the next few months, we're going to be taking you on an incredible journey through travel, lifestyle, and of course, money, right? Because that's why you guys are here. But I really want the focus to be on how to live the life you've always dreamt of living. That's really what I want you to achieve. We're going to be taking you some really cool places, Paris, New Orleans, Detroit, Stockholm, Dublin, Seattle, and so much more. We're going to be talking with Grammy-nominated singers, Michelin star chefs, and so many great creative types. Let's just do life better together, right? I mean, that's really the mission of Millennial Money, and I hope that's really what you embrace with this new format. But listen, before we start dishing all things Niagara, seriously, I want your attention. We have an amazing, out-of-this-world Niagara getaway giveaway to tell you about for the launch of Travel Tuesdays. All right, are you ready? Listen, you can enter to win this getaway. It includes two round-trip tickets from LAX to Buffalo on JetBlue, a two-night stay at the glorious, amazing Hotel Giacomo, a Discovery Pass for two, and wine tasting at Black Willow Winery for two, right? So if you have always wanted to do a getaway to the Niagara area and you can fly out of Los Angeles, I want you to enter this giveaway. It is an amazing prize. We're going to have a ton more giveaways coming up on Travel Tuesdays. This is our first, it's kind of our big launch. So what you need to do is check the show notes for a link to enter the contest or head on over to http colon backslash backslash B-I-T dot L-Y backslash Niagara giveaway. I know that's long, right? But um, you can check for uh, how you enter in Instagram and Twitter. We'll have it up on there as well as the show notes. The contest is up and running now, and it's going to be live for a week. It closes on Tuesday, November 8th at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, so if you've always wanted to go explore this area, I am super excited. I hope you enter. This is an amazing giveaway and a chance to really explore this exciting, exciting area. I mean, I've always just heard of Niagara Falls, and it really wasn't until we started putting this episode together that... You know, there's so many cool things to talk about. There's such a good food scene. There's there's so many arts and um, amazing people and entrepreneurial spirit. And I hope that's really what you take away from uh, this podcast episode. And if you don't enter the contest, I hope you can make it to Niagara really soon and check out this cool place. So stay tuned for this episode to learn all about Niagara and why this needs to be a travel destination on your upcoming list. We're going to take you on a tour around Niagara Falls and show you a different side. More than just the falls, there's also good food, lots to explore, wineries. There's a great entrepreneur spirit in the city right now and so much more. We first spoke with Libby Wook and Andrea Zopp from Niagara Tourism about the authentic experience it is when you visit Niagara and Western New York. So tell us why Niagara Falls and why people should visit the area and maybe even also about maybe how millennials would really love uh, the area. 
Sure. Um, Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls and all of Niagara County is, is really um, a, a diverse destination to visit. Everybody knows what Niagara Falls is. Everybody's heard of it in some capacity and everybody wants to see it. You know, everybody always talks about it being a bucket list destination, uh, the kind of place you have to see before you go. And um, getting people here to see the water fall over the cliff, so to speak, is the easy part. But once people get here, we really want them to know all of the other fun and exciting things that there are to do in Niagara Falls and Niagara County. So that crosses about, you know, many miles from Niagara Falls to towns like Lockport and everything in between Lewiston and Youngstown. And we really want to be able to build itineraries for people to really explore this destination, not just seeing the not just seeing the waterfalls at the Niagara Falls State Park, but exploring the Niagara Gorge and doing the hiking and going to Lewiston and all of the little quaint shops and restaurants and going to Youngstown to explore Old Fort Niagara, 22 wineries that we have here, uh, Lockport, which has an underground cave tour and a boat ride through uh, the Erie Canal lock system. There's just so much to do here and really something for everybody, no matter what no matter what your age. I'll let Libby talk a little bit about the millennial piece and, and what would make this place so exciting for millennials. Yeah, so I guess I'm a millennial and um, I was born and raised in Niagara Falls, and I can't get enough of it. I love it. Um, not only do we have some iconic um, attractions, um, but there's also some great outdoor adventure. There are some awesome hiking trails that take you right to Class 5 Rapids in the Gorge. Um, this time of year in Niagara, USA, it's fall, so uh, we're very lucky. We get to see all four seasons here. Um, and the colors, the bright, vibrant reds and orange um, just look amazing this time of year. Uh, there's also a local initiative that's going on. Um, it's called Live NF. So you can actually follow the hashtag, hashtag Live NF, and kind of see what's going on um, throughout the community. There's a brand new skate park that just opened. Um, there's a new art alley that is due to open any day. So local artists from all over, um, you know, painted the walls. And it's just really a cool space to hang out, walk around, take some selfies, of course. Um like Andrea said, we have some great wineries and breweries. Um, you know, that's a a huge thing. The beer scene, cideries, um, just plenty of outdoor adventure and fun. And it's definitely affordable as well, which is ideal for millennials. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, how many, how many, uh, do you guys have a lot of hiking trails and biking trails and things like that as well? In the Niagara Gorge system, there's eight hiking trails total from uh, that's that span from Niagara Falls to um, the Niagara Power Project, almost to Lewiston, New York. So there's eight different trails. They range in degree of difficulty from very easy, where basically if you can walk, you can hike, to a little bit more challenging, where you might um, be climbing over some big rocks and things like that. I mean, you're not scaling any walls, but it would certainly require a little bit more physical um, physical capability. But it, there's really a little bit for everybody in that in those hiking uh, in those hiking trails. Right, and then so winter's coming up and everything like that. Um, are there things for people to do, like in winter, to come to see the falls and stuff? Well, the Niagara Falls State Park is open year round. 
obviously the water attractions are not open in the winter, so you wouldn't be able to ride on the Made of the Mist or go down to the Cave of the Winds attraction. But the falls itself is open. The state park is open year-round um, where you can get several different vantage points of of the three f- sets of falls uh, throughout the year. And what, what actually makes seeing the falls really cool in the winter, and this is dependent on Mother Nature, it is never guaranteed, obviously, based on the weather. But there are some years when the, when the weather is is a lot colder that the mist from the falls actually ends up coating all of the trees and the benches and everything at the state park in a layer of ice. So it just looks really awesome. It's almost like, like being in a dream. It's hard to really explain. Uh, it's really very cool. Um, and the falls themselves never actually do freeze. They're just way too powerful for that. However, um, everything around it often does, uh, does get completely frozen in ice, which is, which is really something worth seeing. Now that we've got the lay of the land of Niagara, we had a chance to talk with Seth Piccarillo, the Director of Community Development for the City of Niagara. And we talked about his cool program, Pints for Progress, which is an initiative to help fund really unique, cool local projects, much like cities like Detroit and other cities that are really being revitalized by the community. Niagara is one of those, and millennials are having a huge influence on the resurgence of this community. You know, Niagara Falls is not just like any other city. We are, people know us, um, but we want to make sure that they know us for more than just an actual waterfall. Um, We want them to know us as an authentic, exciting city. When I was there in June, uh, I heard a little bit about your program, the the Pines for Progress. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, what's nice about that, it's a true uh, grassroots effort that's uh, organized by a group of volunteers that few years back, we started by essentially having a picnic in a, in a parking lot. And the idea is to invite the community and that for $10, everyone gets uh, a meal, um, a beer, and that's where the pints come in, uh, live music, and then anyone can pitch a community-minded idea or project to the group. Everyone votes who's in attendance and Whoever gets the most votes wins the uh, basically the proceeds from that Pines for Progress. So it's a way for us to um, to fund small projects, you know, grassroots innovative projects right there on the spot. And we went from about 25 people in a parking lot a few years ago to we've done now 19 of them, and our average attendance is is over 100. Um, so it's it's grown into really a special event um, from something that really just started with a couple of coolers and a pop-up tent. Oh, that's super awesome. Uh, do you have any, like, what are some of the, the projects that you funded? Like anything really cool that's come out of it? Yeah, we've, we've seen some really interesting stuff. So um, we have a, a dog park that we're working on, and uh, one of our awards was for the people helping to organize the dog park to become a 501c3 and to get their, their seed money. Uh, we've had public art um, in our art alleyway be funded. Um, we have, we've had things like, uh, kids events. We've, our last one was a, a local coloring book. Um, it's a wide range of, uh, community gardening. It's, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, the idea being that they're projects that are small enough that a few hundred of dollars would, would make a difference. And then we could see immediate results. So it's, it's interesting because we never know how many presentations we're going to have or what the ideas are, um, you know, as we go in. And we're always surprised and really impressed by uh, what the community comes up with. 
So outside of the beauty of the, the falls in Niagara, um, what are some of the other cool things that, that travelers, uh, that you like to tell people to do and go check out and stuff? Well, there's something brand new that we're opening next week that um, it's called the, uh, the Niagara Falls Art Alley. And it is going to be um, opened at the 400 block of 3rd Street. And basically what it is, it's a pedestrian walkway, but it's lined with 19 local murals um, and, and special lighting. And it's, uh, in my opinion, that perfect example of taking an old vacant space and making it special through the creativity of people that live here. It's, um, I'll send you some pictures. It's really beautiful. And, you know, we didn't go into it with asking people to do specific murals. It was what they came up with. And um, it really is something that I think will get regional and national attention. If, if a traveler's coming to Niagara, what is something that surprises people when they come to Niagara? Well, other than the, the, the natural beauty of the falls, um, spending time in the, like the Niagara Gorge, which is just a couple miles down from the falls, these are, these are areas that um, are a little bit off the beaten path but are, are amazing. Um, and that everything is so close to each other. Um, they're just views that you don't see, see many, many other places. And, and it's something that we're proud of. And, it, and the locals usually, and the locals, we get used to it, you know, and sometimes maybe we take it for granted, but something that I've been trying to do over the last summer, um, is to just rediscover those places and, and share that experience via, via social media, because it, it's a one of a kind place. Next up, we spoke with Mark Mistriner from the Culinary Arts of Niagara Falls as he talked about his students who run and operate their three different restaurants and wine boutique. This is one culinary experience you don't want to miss. We are part of Niagara County Community College, so State University of New York. And we opened this facility about four and a half years ago. We moved all the uh, the existing programs that are here, we moved from that main campus, which is a rural campus in an agricultural area of the county, um, to Niagara Falls into the tourist district, like I said, about four and a half years ago. So we have here um, probably about a half a dozen academic programs. So we have bacon and pastry arts, culinary arts, hospitality management, and then we have some craft beverage programs. So we have brewing, distilling, viticulture, and enology. And uh, we have about 550 students total at this point. So your, your students are making beer and wine and other spirits. Tell us a little bit more about those programs. Sure. So about, geez, probably about six years ago, we started a, a winery operations program. And we worked in conjunction with a local winery, Freedom Run Winery, which is uh, probably about 10 minutes from our main campus. So probably about 20 minutes from the Niagara Falls location. And we planted two acres of vines. So we planted Pinot Noir, uh, a semi-dry, a, a Riesling grape, a Pinot Noir grape, um, and Chardonnay. And, um, you know, it took obviously four years for those vines to mature and be able to produce their own wine. Um, and now we have classes that um, meet at the vineyard. They tend to our vines. They, they prune. They uh, pick. They harvest. They crush. They ferment. We bottle, and then we uh, so we have a line of three wines that that are represented, and again, our student made. Um, from that, we started looking at well, you know, kind of. I like to be a little progressive and look at w what's coming um, down the pike, and um, we were noticing obviously craft breweries, 
um, local distilleries and things of that nature. So just this year, we rolled out uh, brewing and distilling. So they're very much in their infancy stage, but we work um, very closely with a lot of breweries and distilleries in Niagara County and Erie County to host our students, to teach our courses and things like that. So we're trying to, to really uh, make an impact um, in, on the craft beverage side for, for all these operations that are opening to have some um, quality skilled staff to, uh, from which to hire. One of my favorite places that I visited when I was in Niagara Falls uh, earlier this year was the Black Willow Winery, located along the expansive Niagara Wine Trail. We chatted with Cindy West Chamberlain, owner of Black Willow Winery. Well, I visited you guys uh, and really love it. It's one of my favorite wineries I've been to um, in the country, too. You guys have a really great setup there. So tell us a little bit about the winery, um, that you guys have a really special thing with uh, wine pairing with chocolates, and, and just a little bit about the winery. Okay. Um, we were established in uh, December of 2010, so we're going to be going into our sixth year of business. Um, we have 45 acres here right on the south shore of Lake Ontario on the U.S. Uh, side. Uh, we're about 20 minutes outside of Niagara Falls, USA. Um, we produce a, a variety of um, vinifera and um, native uh, wines um, here, as well as mead, which is um, you know one of the uh, oldest forms of wine known to man, which is honey wine. Um, we also offer an exclusive line of chocolates. Um, we are the only ones in New York State allowed to carry them. Uh, they are produced by Norman Love, and we do a flight of four wine and chocolate pairing uh, every day here, uh, which includes four of our wines and four of the Norman Love confections. And he is one of the top 10 chocolatiers in North America. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're seriously good, too. And- yeah, they're more like little mini desserts. <laughs> they, they they really are exactly. So, what what is the unique thing about uh, uh, Western New York um, wines? I think that we are the up-and-coming wine region. I know all of New York is at this point, but we are, I would say, the younger of them. The Finger Lakes have been established, uh, you know, several more years than we have, um, and it's a terroir that's a little bit different. Um, We have got the lake here, Lake Ontario, uh, on the lake shore part of the wine trail here, Um, but we also have the escarpment as well, which has got the shell and the the, the lime and, and the different terroir there. So we have two different uh, regions of, of soil here and temperature. Tell us a little bit about the, the wine trail and, uh, and how that has, you know, had a lot more uh, people come into to Western New York in, in your area. Yeah. Um, uh, about uh, when we were established, we were the 12th or 13th winery on this wine trail at the time. And like I said, that was just six years ago. And there's now 22. And the wine trail ranges, there's the Wine Trail Escarpment, and then that runs from Niagara Falls, uh, Route 104 in Niagara Falls, all the way to the 104 in the 390 in Rochester area. And then it also goes to Niagara Wine Trail Lake, which we're on, which is routine from Niagara Falls, USA, all the way to the 390 in Rochester. So that's a huge loop. And there's 22 different uh, wineries. Um, there's also cideries. There's now distilleries and several breweries. So it's not just something that, um, you know, it's it's like, okay, there's five wineries here and they're all plunked together. It's kind of nice because they're spread out a little more than other wine trails are. So you can make it a, um, a 
destination trip, not just a day thing, or you can make it a day trip as well. And every one of them seems to have a little bit of a different theme and a little different offering. Is your background in wines? I mean, have you... um you know, had this idea for a winery for quite a long time, or what's your history with wine? Uh, my history, I was a really big wine drinker. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad I, thing. <laughs> I go way back and I could go through the nice wine store and say, oh, I've had this, 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 and this. And then I became more passionate um, about wines over time. I in the technology industry, believe it or not, um, for 14 years, I was a market development manager for software companies for a company uh, local, and they're actually based home based out of Santa Ana, California. And so I would launch new software programs and um, their licensing, their volume licensing programs, and I would uh, do trade shows and trainings all over the U.S. And I also worked in London for a while for uh, as a consultant doing that. And I lived in, uh, I didn't live, but I worked remotely from Seattle, Washington for a while as well, um, uh, representing a uh, software company there. So I got to travel quite a bit. And um, we also kept our sailboat over in St. Catharines, Canada for eight, nine years. And I would just go out and try all these different wines while I was on my downtime. And uh, I just became more passionate over time with it. And then all of a sudden I see, oh, there's a winery opening up here, another new winery. And we went by and I, I would say, oh my gosh, that should be me. And I would cry. And my husband would say, we're not going that way again. That's it. We're not going that direction again. And then it became very apparent there was no direction he could go because there were more and more wineries opening up. And so I got it in my mind. Um, after I lost my my um, my beautiful little hairless cat, um, he passed away at four years old with heart disease, um, and it broke my heart. And I just realized then he was only four years old, how short life can be. And so I took that sadness, and I decided I was going to live my dream in honor of him. So I took and I started taking winemaking classes, um, and I enrolled in a program called VESTA. It's a Viticulture Enology Science Technology Alliance, and it allowed me to work my job and to take these college courses at the same time. And I interned at different wineries, um, getting my hands on. So it took me two and a half years to get my degree um, in enology, which is the science of winemaking. And um, I was—I had written a business plan, and I lost my first property I tried to purchase, um, but I kept going. I almost gave up, but it took—it took me a good five, six years to be able to do to actually be here where I am, you know, to to get this place. And things just all came together. Um, this property here wasn't even up for sale gentleman that had owned it, a family he owned it since 1942. Um, he called and said, look, I understand you lost your property. I saw a thing in a newspaper about you. I know if anybody can do this, you can do it. I have faith in you and uh, no one in the family wants to keep this a farm. And so I'm willing to sell it for to you. And it came with a house, 45 acres and a dirt floor, 40 year old pole barn. And we turned it into the winery and in a short period of time. So um, it, it was really quite the endeavor. Yeah. What what is so somebody traveling to to say the Niagara area, what's like a really great surprise uh that that they would really discover there? Um I'm trying to think of, you know, what aspect to go. I think the food in this area is amazing. 
the food in this area is just so um, different. I think there's so much to. There's just so many different types of food. Um, there's Indian food. There's there's Thai food. There's Ethiopian. So I don't think people expect that when they think Buffalo or Niagara Falls or New York, they think more like wings. You know. And there's just a lot more to offer than that. And also the nature. I have to go back to that, the natural the side. Like the Canadian side is beautiful and all, but it's like going to Disney. You know, it's very commercial. It's very built up. This side is all back to nature. You know, you can go hiking in the gorge and, and um you can go canoeing, you can go, you know, boating, um, camping. Uh, we belong to a program called Harvest Host. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but it's a, um, a group you can sign up for, for people that go camping and RVing. When we allow, we're one of the member host members, we allow people to come here and camp overnight on our grounds for free for a night. And um, we get people from all over. It's part of the U.S. and Canada that, that you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I think that I heard about that a little bit, but that, that's a very interesting thing too. And um, but it's also true too about the even when you go down to the falls, you you can see the other side of Canada and you see all the different things there. Where on the U.S. side, it now is all just really the view really is really what it is and the hiking trails and the different things like that, as opposed to the Disneyland aspect is what you said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Right. And I mean, some people might say, oh, look at that side. It's not, you know, there's nothing there, but the other side's all, woo, you know, yeah. um, all excited. But it depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for something to, to calm down and have a really relaxed vacation and, and do the nature thing? Or are you looking for the casino? I mean, we have the casino too, which is great. Um, or are you looking for, you know, the lights and the attractions there? Wow, well, I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Travel Tuesday. And I don't know about you, but I have my bag packed and I'm ready to go back to Niagara. It is such a cool, a cool area and just someplace different that you know you might not travel to, you might not explore. But I hope that's what you take away from these Travel Tuesdays, that there's all of these areas that are super budget friendly, that offer a cool variety of millennial activities or something for you in summer, winter, fall, outdoors, indoors. Um, if you like to drink, there's plenty of food and beverage places, or if you just like to relax or take hikes, you know, Niagara really is a all season destination. Remember, you've got one week to enter the Niagara getaway giveaway. All right. So head over to the show notes in the podcast listing and make sure that you get your entry in before next week on November 8th at 9pm PST. The contest will close and I can't wait to give away this amazing trip and have somebody explore Niagara and what a cool area this is. 